0: Hello, and welcome to the Gestalt IT On-Premise IT Roundtable, the only podcast that dares to be both on-topic and on-location. My name is Tom Hollingsworth, and I'm a part of Gestalt IT, and we're here with a group of IT luminaries to discuss an interesting premise in today's IT landscape. I'd like to take a few moments to introduce the guests on today's podcast before we get to the premise. Stefan.
1: I'm Stefan Fuan. I'm the Vice President of uh, Technology and Engineering for a company called Sun Management. We're a VAR out of the DC metropolitan area and uh, happy, to be, happy to be here today. Thank you.
2: I'm Corey Younger. I am the co founder and host of Total Packets Webcast, also a student at the University of Missouri, and I am on Twitter at SDN Daughter.
3: And I'm Scott Morris. I'm a founder and architect at uh, Alchemy Global Networks, and you can find me at, at Scott
0: Morris CCIE. All right, thank you all for joining us today. Let's get to the premise of the episode. Odds are good that if you've worked in IT long enough, someone's asked you, do you have any certifications? And odds are good if you've worked in IT a little bit longer than that, the answer is yes. Now for some of us, we went to school to get a big shiny degree that we planted on the wall and we showed everyone how smart we were for spending four years in an institution of higher learning. But as someone who has a degree that has absolutely no bearing on what they do in IT, I kind of begin to think that perhaps IT certifications are more valuable than a college degree in today's landscape. Now, it just so happens we have two of the most certified individuals that I know and someone who's just coming up through the college ranks, so I think this is a great opportunity to discuss this. Now, let's start off with the obvious thing. I've already said it, but quick show of hands: How many folks around the table actually have a paper college degree, or will have one soon? Now, Stefan, obviously you're a little bit past the party days of college, but you did go. You do have some college credits, yeah. correct?
1: Yeah, I did some college, and I did go to a trade school, so uh, I spent some time in a trade school. But uh, I quickly got into uh, the line of work that I was that I've been doing right out of high school and i just found that uh, i was able to you know achieve a certain level of success without necessarily i mean i, I was just kind of already getting pretty deep into things uh, right out of high school and i just didn't, felt like maybe the
0: college thing wasn't really necessarily for me so you feel at this point in your career that not having a college degree hasn't hampered your career capability yeah
1: i mean i think um in my case going to the trade school and getting uh, i have over 50 industry certifications and a number of them like scott Are practical certifications. They're not just paper certs. So I think that those specifically have really helped me. Um, In addition, I've done uh, writing. I've got patents to my name. I think some of those things have really helped me. So um, I don't feel in my case that not having the degree has really harmed me at all.
0: Now, Scott, we were talking right before the podcast started and you have two degrees, correct?
1: Yeah, my degrees are related, but journalism
3: and photojournalism. So I, I, so I IT really, really, really yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> our field it really oh,
2: hang with on networking. Yeah. because
3: what it does is it makes me very literate <laughs> in my writing and
0: I can, I, you know, I, I, I write good. <laughs> right, right. But but
2: that won't be editing for me.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so when you got out of college and you had your degrees in journalism, photojournalism, did you start off as a journalist? Um, so
3: yes and no. Uh, I started out it was in the '90s.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm showing
3: my age. Long, long time ago, probably about when you were born, maybe a little bit beforehand.
2: '96.
3: But yeah, okay. So we won't talk about that part. But anyhow, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. Uh, in doing that, that was right about the time when magazines were laying off lots of people. Mm-hmm. So the market that I was interested in was pretty much flooded with a whole bunch of people with a lot more experience than what I had. Mm-hmm. And from my standpoint, computers had always been a hobby. I mean, since early before high school, I mean, back into the 80s, I'd been doing computer stuff and teaching myself and, you know, making things up as I went along and,
0: and having a good time with it and kind of went from there. So, so the counterpoint question that I asked to Fon, do you feel like your college degree has helped you get a job in the industry?
3: So I would say early on, yes, and and by early on, again, I'm still talking 90s, early 2000s, because there's always the impetus of, especially in higher positions, your requirements are, you know, bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it's bachelor's degree or equivalent, but back then it was purely you have a degree. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have a degree, you started a whole lot lower and still had to work your way up kind of idea. So I think it did, but that was then this is now Mm -hmm. so if I was starting now I I believe
0: that things would be different so speaking of just starting now the third side of this coin miss Corey she's just about to come out of college with a degree and you and I have been talking a little bit about this about the job prospects for someone who has a degree some practical experience but not a lot Do you feel like that degree is helping you kind of kick down some doors to talk to people, or is it just a a trophy of the fact that I spent way too much money in higher ed?
2: Yeah, so um, first off, you guys both, I wish you would have talked to my mom four years ago. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think that the degree is kind of a gatekeeper when it comes to recruiters and HR. But as far as talking to bosses and managers, they really don't care. and I think that the degree has hindered me in more ways than not um, because of the fact that since I'm paying for my college degree and certifications aren't always tied into my courses, I'm not able to spend $500, $1,000 for a certification because that's an entire three-hour course. Yeah. Um, what I think that companies should be doing, and if you're watching and you're part of a large company, please do this tie your certifications into university exams um because then people are going to come out knowing your product knowing your technology and they're already certified when we're paying way too much for school already
1: yeah just want to add to that because i'm actually in a hiring role like I hire in my job uh, regularly and I'll be honest I'm not looking for people necessarily with a certain bachelor's degree I'm looking for people that have certain certifications and I would easily hire somebody that didn't have a degree if they had the right certifications so. yeah I so mean
3: we'll talk you know, later. any any of our yep. you know job wreck degree is one of those things that's not even on right. the list of I care
0: right and I think that ultimately from the conversations that I've had with people and having experienced this many years ago the degree was the door opener through HR. Yeah. That's how you get past right. the, the people who are just chucking resumes into the trash because you don't meet all of the little bullet points on our requirements. But it wasn't until you got to the interview where you were able to shine because you could show off the skills that you had. The yeah. smartest man that I knew had a GED, no college degree, and basically taught himself how to do Nobel. Yeah. And there was no way I was going to tell anybody in this world that I was any smarter than he was. But yet, for some reason, after I got four little letters after my name and five little numbers, suddenly, as a CCIE, I'm a much more valid opinion in the networking industry because I proved that I'm too stupid to give up. (laughs) So let's go to that point. When Corey mentioned that there are certain certifications at the top tier, the JNCIE, the CCIE, BCDX, these things require a significant investment in time and money, and not passing them is expensive. Well, so
3: I, I, so I agree to that extent, you know, that, that there, there is a, a multi-step phase to going and doing that. And, and having been through a number of those, i.e., having taught people who do the i.e., <laughs> well, in true, and, and I do teach, I've taught a lot of CCIE classes over the years. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things, though, with that is, is I would say that college is just the same way. Okay, and I'll kind of give you a little bit of my personal background in it. Um, I I was always a student who, if I was interested in it, I did really well. If I wasn't, eh, whatever, and Mm -hmm. could skate by just fine. Didn't quite work in college because I discovered new and interesting things like beer. (laughs) (laughs) And my first semester in college, I ended up with a 1.5. And academic probation was a brand new thing to me. Um, Spent the rest of the four years trying to fix that and mathematically did well, but not, not... perfect but anyway failing at anything whether it be a certification or a college program can have the same ramifications for you in terms of it's very expensive it's you know you still need to get to the end point before it actually pays off and one is not necessarily different than the other. I think with either one, and and not to demean, you know, you called them the paper search earlier, but not to demean the lower end certifications, the associate professional specialist level, depending right. on what vendor we're talking mm-hmm. about. The cost of entry is not as much to those. And it has a certain level of demonstration, but not not the same We'll call it a sense of commitment. You know, It was explained to me once that that people required a college degree because it demonstrated your commitment to actually follow through with something, you know, over a period of four years and whatnot. Now personally, I never believed that, but I'm like, all right, your rules, whatever. I think in a lot of ways, the expert level certifications can show the exact same thing. because like you said, you know most people do not pass on the first try. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or even second for that matter. So it's, it's a multi-stage thing going through that. And with that, there is a financial commitment, there is a learning commitment, there is a self-motivation commitment to it that I think once you attain that IE level certification certainly exemplifies that. You know, And, and, and this is not a debate over if you don't have an IE, you suck. They're not mm-hmm. anything like that at all. It's
2: not a debate. It's true.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No. (laughs) No, because I know plenty of people who don't have an IE who are way smarter than I am at certain things. So, no. But at the same time, if if you're using that for a level, I think it is still a valid consideration that you have that commitment.
0: But we also run into a problem where some people, as you just said, are way smarter at things that I'm not good at because their skill set extends into a certain area. But just like a college degree, certifications are kind of a way to focus people into a specific skill set that I need for a thing. And this is actually a problem we've had in the certification arena for a long time. As technology picks up and moves along at a rapid pace, the skills that we've developed, deploying things like ArcNet and ATM switches, isn't as relevant in a world of cloud networking. So is it in fact, not so much that we've proven that we're capable of learning things. It's just that we're good at learning the things that are on the curriculum, not understanding how they're going to apply to things in the future. Corey, you have thoughts?
2: Yeah. So my question is, should we be seeing these things as equal? So you said that someone cannot have a certification but have more knowledge than me. Um, And that kind of brings me to, so in my education, and first off, I think we should be standardizing technology degrees because you learn different things at different schools. But so in my education, you know, we're creating virtual environments. We're spinning up virtual machines. Um, we're doing configuration. I mean, we're, we're doing network configuration. We're building networks. We're doing all of these things. Um, and even some of my classes will go as far to say, this is preparing you for your CCNA, your CCNP. Um, you should be able to pass it at the end of this. And unfortunately, now, because you've paid for the class, you can't afford to take the exam. Um, Should we be seeing these things as equal of, hey, if I have four years of configuration experience in an education environment where I know I'm doing it right and I pass that class, should that be equal to having my CCMP?
3: I don't think so because I think any job, it goes to experience and capabilities. Just like having a college degree does not do anything to prove that I know what I'm doing or how well I do it compared to somebody else. Uh, you know, I mean, even when it comes to writing, it may very well be that Stefan writes a whole lot better than I do, and is far more literate than I am. Uh, it, it is what it is, and and just because I have a degree and he does not, does not give any indication nor assumption on what should be happening with that. Uh, you know, and I, I think a lot of it. I mean, like with everything, you know, any any candidate, no matter what certifications or anything you have, you can you know hire somebody because they fit all the check marks it all looks good until you put them into a situation to do it and all of a sudden boom.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I think that that's the what you're describing here really builds a case for why I'm a big fan of these expert level practical type exams while they may be uh, simulating something that's not necessarily um, applicable to every single uh, enterprise environment or every single service rider environment they are demonstrating that you have the knowledge to actually put something into practice. Yep. Um, so you're not just doing the theory. I'm not a big fan necessarily of the, you know, the quote unquote paper certifications. I mean, there's a lot of dumps that are out there. So pretty much anybody can download a dump and go and they could take one of these exams. But the expert level certifications really, that's not something that you can just go and download a dump and just go and easily pass. Yep. Um, you actually have to demonstrate some practical expertise.
0: So let's take that in mind and let's rewind to something that you said right in the intro that I picked up on and I think is kind of an interesting topic to branch out from here. So a lot of people look at it as two polar extremes. Either I have a bunch of certifications and I never went to college, or I went to college and may or may not have certifications, but I have a degree. But there's no void in the middle. There's another opportunity for people to get practical experience mm-hmm. in their learning process and walk away with some sort of certificate that claims that, and that's from a trade school. And if you've been watching a lot of things in the industry recently, you know that there are some very outspoken proponents of those things, like Mike Rowe, who used to do the right. Dirty Job Show on Discovery, is a very vocal, outspoken proponent of trade schools because it's a school that teaches practical experience to people. And I've actually spoken at vocational technology programs, for high school students, and they've asked me a lot of really good questions, not just about certifications, but about technology. So, is there a comfortable middle ground for people who maybe don't feel comfortable going and getting a four year degree from a, a, a large accredited university that would feel more comfortable doing something more practical in a program where they learn something like cybersecurity mm-hmm. or network analysis or something like that? I think it'd be, if they put it together, I think
3: it'd be great. Cisco is an example, the Cisco Academy, yeah, Cisco Network I mean, Academy is probably they, the number one right. They did a lot to do that. they in some areas they go into high schools they didn't do that back where I live, um but they did do it at the community college level mm-hmm. and which is a, a lot of times thought of as trade school because of the programs that they have, which is a great place for it, but at the same time lack of budget and, and i mean that that's the the hard dichotomy in there of you know how do I accomplish this in you know, whatever my parameters are, you know, how do you get great experience at it? Uh, You know, chicken and egg kind of thing. And, you know, until you get either a consensus or agreement or some wonderful sponsorship someplace along the way, it's really hard to fill that void in there. So, I mean, I I can, I, I certainly feel for people who are coming up. I mean, at the same time, I look at it and say, well, you know, I did this all on my own and
1: Let's come back to that in just a second. Yeah, I mean, just to add to that, I think there absolutely is a place for vocation. I mean, in my case, I knew coming right out of high school exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't need to waste time. Uh, I went to a a one-year vocational trade school that I learned networking skills. And, you know, over the years, I've built things like optical networks alongside people that had PhDs. And I, I, I often wonder, like, how much debt did they have to accrue a to achieve that PhD and here here I am, I'm working alongside them building <laughs> optical networks and I didn't, you know, spent probably a fraction of the cost uh, going to a trade school. Um, so, you know, I mean,
0: I'm digging. Yeah. This <laughs> ditch this guy I would,
2: yeah, I would argue that sometimes a trade school can even be better than a four-year college degree. Um, we had this conversation earlier that sometimes colleges are very CS heavy. Mm-hmm. Not very practical networking knowledge. Um, and I actually, so I actually had to transfer schools to get into my program. I'm in an information systems and cybersecurity program, and I'm at a really great school for that. But had I been at the school I was at and I was in their information systems program, it would have been a waste of a degree. And I would have been way better off going to a technical school. Um, so I think that's where research really comes in handy, and definitely don't waste your money.
0: And see, I can actually speak from experience there because when I was in the university, the programs were either you're a CS major, so you're going to learn how to program in Java, or you're an MIS major, which means you're going to learn to be a database admin before this is all said and done with. And that was right before the dot-com bust, and I was actually caught in that. So all of the people who graduated six months before me had these wonderful jobs as consultants flying all over the world debugging Oracle. I worked at a pizza place because it was the only job I could find right out of college. So you're right that it's, it's a lot of making sure that the degree you're going to get fits with what you do. Because I mean, just like Scott, I have a degree and I know how to normalize a database. And I can't tell you the last time I had to normalize a database <laughs> in my day to day job. And I've even switched jobs away from the most technical role that I've been in. So you know, ultimately it comes down to, let's look back at the premise of this episode certifications are more important in IT than a college degree. Scott, what do you think? Yes or no? I think
3: yes, because they're more practical, they're more on point, they will show a faster ROI in terms of somebody making a hiring decision.
0: Corey?
2: Yes, and I drop out.
1: Uh, I would say they are more important, but the uh, thing to keep in mind that is once you go down that path, uh, it's something that you're going to have to continuously uh, keep up with. You just don't get a certification and then that's it. That's the end of the day. You are going to have to either renew those certifications or you're going to have to constantly keep abreast of the new and latest technology yeah. to, to sort of stay ahead, stay ahead of the curve. Yes. Yeah.
2: If I can jump back. Also, if you are considering ever advancing your career to a management position, A lot of companies still do have that requirement. I would agree with that. I would agree. It may be worth it.
0: And I think you're right. Ultimately, when you look at the value of investment in training for getting a certification versus a four year or longer or even shorter degree from from a university or community college, there are some hard decisions that you have to make. When I grew up, the only option was for me to go to college. That wasn't even a question. It was basically like extended high school. If I look back on the career that I have now, I don't necessarily know that a college degree helped me, but I really don't think it hindered me either. And if you're watching this right now and you're currently sitting in a boring calculus class in college, first of all, you should be studying. But second of all, don't give up. You need to figure out what you want to do with your career and do the best thing you can to make that happen. If it's finishing your degree, by all means, do that. But if you think you're going to make more money on the long term going out and getting a certification in networking or cloud or storage, Do that too because ultimately it's your career and your decisions and you know where to best invest your time and money to make it happen for you. Alright, that'll just about do it for this episode of the Gestalt IT On-Premise IT Roundtable. You can find all of the episodes of the podcast, including the latest one, if you go to our website, gestaltit.com slash podcast. Also make sure you subscribe to our RSS feed in your favorite podcast application of choice. You can also find us on iTunes. We have a great following there. and We'd love for you to subscribe there as well as leave us a rating and a review because Apple shares that with the wider community and it will help us find new listeners and increase our audience. So if you have a premise that you'd like to submit to the podcast, please feel free to tweet it out at gestaltit.com on Twitter and we will uh, bring it up in one of these fine episodes and you can listen to some of the greatest people on IT talking about a topic that is near and dear to your heart. So for the fine guests that we have today, for myself and for the rest of the crew at gestaltit.com, thank you very much for listening and we hope to see you again soon.